as I sit under the shade of the green dome drinking tea, memories and stories came flooding back to me. I hope you enjoyed the stories as much as I enjoy telling them. Anyway, it's the story of three people. All right. The first story is a girl I met in Lebanon. And she's uh, from Turkish origin. And uh, we got chatting and I said to her, how did you come to religion then? How did you, you don't seem like you've been religious all your life. It's just a hunch I had. She goes, yeah, I was a secularist Turk. And I used to wear mini skirts. And then uh, at that time, I was just into dunya and things like that. At that time, I was asked to go to Umrah with some religious friends. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a good holiday. I'd like to do that. Oh, yeah, it'd be nice. So she got her Islamic dress. She thought it'd be a nice holiday. One week in Mecca, one week in Medina. She goes to me. This is what she said to me, yeah? She said that she went to Mecca and everyone was crying and got excited and she said she saw the Kaaba and she goes, so what? Big deal. It's a black uh, square box. I don't know how she said that, but she, she told me this. She goes, a big deal. And then at a certain time she wanted to go home. But then she knew that the people would sort of frown on her and say, oh, look, she left Mecca and things like that. She goes, she wasn't having the enjoyment that she had, she was having, that she thought she'd have, a spiritual experience. And then after a week, she managed to hold on. She went to Medina. They told her to just read Salawat and sit by the Prophet Sallallahu tomb as much as you can. So, so she sat by the tomb and she she didn't even know what Salawat was at that time. So she said, um, okay, I started reading Salawat. And then the days went by, the days went by. And on the last day when she was leaving, she would read her Salawat. She just started crying and crying and crying and said, that man inside there, whoever he is, he's done something to me. And then, mashallah, she became religious after that. And I met her on a religious retreat in Lebanon. So that's, uh, that's the first story. The second story, this is unbelievable. One of the people I knew, I don't want to say anything because the family is quite famous in Maidenhead. In, in, uh, they're not in Maidenhead anyway, but they're fam famous in England. They might not be too happy me telling this story, but I want to tell it. So basically, he was a guy... He had nice children, just went to work, came home, looked after his family, very quiet, used to see him at religious gatherings, just smiling, minding his own business. And um, Allah bless him. Um, he was just interested in, just a nice smiley person, yes, nothing... Nothing that shined out about him, nothing. He didn't used to wear big turbans or big clothes or he didn't, he just didn't have the appearance of being somebody who's very, very righteous and pious. So 
how he passed away, he passed away in Ramazan. His family were looking for him, they couldn't find him. In Ramazan, the family went to uh, Umrah and then Medina, and that's what they done every year. And then um, they couldn't find a fa his father, so they looked around. They found him in a hospital on life support. He must have passed out or something while in, uh, in Mecca. They took him to hospital. So the family found him, and he passed away on the 26th or the 27th of Ramazan. So his janazah was in the haram on the 27th of Ramazan. And then he um, was buried. They only let normal people, only Bani, Banu Hashim are allowed to be buried next to Hazrat Khadija. May Allah be pleased with her. And he was buried right next to Hazrat Khadija. Right next to Sheikh uh, Sayyid Alawi al-Maliki. Al and uh, I asked the son, I said, bro, tell me what did your dad do? He goes, you met him. What did he do? I said, listen, that, the way he passed away, the biggest saints of our time haven't even passed away like that. There must have been something he was doing special. My friend, he's, very, he's, a, he's a scholar himself, really. He's not a joke. But he keeps himself to himself. He said, maybe it's Allah's way of showing you don't have to be a scholar or a saint or wear a big turban to have a good ending. This is was his opinion. Normal people can do that if they do righteous actions, are good people and uh, things like that. But I said, no, bro, that's not good enough. I know plenty of people. Like, Tell me what he did. Did he build masjids in secret? Did What did he do? He goes, the only thing he can think of is, Allahu Akbar, if he knew anyone passed away, like he knew me personally, yes? If he knew I'd passed away, that week he'd do a Qur'an Khatam for them and ask Allah to send the blessings to that person in his grave. And I said, that's what I've been looking for, brother. And that's the answer. That's what it is. Because he looked after people after they passed away, Allah gave him a beautiful death. Well, it's, it's six minutes. I said I'd say three stories. So... But I'll, I'll leave the last one to another podcast. So this is uh, this week's podcast, which I should have done Friday. I'll try and do two or three this week as well. I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I enjoy telling it. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>